Welcome to the David and Peter Conversation, a podcast between two friends where we chat about fun topics and check in with each other's lives. I'm Peter. And I'm David. And today we're discussing Pixar's latest film, Turning Red. Yay! I, I just have that song stuck in my head that like, you never, uh, what is it? You're always on my mind, my mind, my mind oh my. my mind. That like, uh, nobody like you song. Ugh. Yeah, Four Town Forever. <laughs> um. Oh, okay. So I guess before we go into everything, guys, if you haven't seen Turning Red yet, maybe we'll like we'll keep like all the movie things at till like the very end. But like, um, you can listen to like the first part of the podcast and then like pause it and then go watch Turning Red and then come back to it. Yeah, we'll let you know in a spoiler alert. Inevitably, it's going to be spoilers. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be spoilers. Um, how's, how, how's everything going? How's, how's life been? It's been pretty busy. Um, we've, we've struggled to find a time when we could sit down and record together. So I feel like we're both feeling a little, just a little busy with, with life and stuff. But it's fine. We figured out a, a day that works. So we're here together. David's recording at like nine o'clock at night right now. It's literally <laughs> nine o'clock. And I like got off of work and like ran home. And then we like struggled to like put together our 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 workstations. Yeah. <laughs> um but I guess um we did get to see each other right after yes, the last podcast. That was very fun. That was unexpected yeah. too. Yeah, it was a cute little little meetup. Um I was in San Diego for a friend's wedding um and peter was like hey what what day are you free i know you're probably busy with wedding stuff but like it would be great if we could meet up and and we grab some well you guys drove down right yeah we drove down for it's not that far it's like an hour away and then um we met up at um the oh my god hillcrest the, like gay district of yeah. San Diego, yeah. Well, you um, picked us up, remember? So it was very oh, much like because David full goes service moment. We'll go meet you at this restaurant. I'm like, okay, cool. And then when we were getting closer, I was like, oh, are you there yet? And he's like, uh, we're gonna order our like Uber right now. And I was like, wait, we're literally driving. Like we could literally just pick you up. And he was like, oh, that would be great. Yeah, it was perfect. I think because we were just like because we didn't have a, we didn't rent a car when we were down there. So I think we were just in the like all the things we were going to before the wedding and stuff, we had needed to like get cars. So that was just like the thing we were doing. But yeah, we really appreciated you picking up. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun though. Cause we got, um, we got Mexican food. Yes. Cause obviously San Diego, I feel like that's something that I wanted to eat a lot of cause we were there. It seemed like a really fun bar that sort of like also is a restaurant and I'm sure they have like fun drag situation going on. Um, but yeah, it was it was nice. What did we do after we went to? Um, oh, John wanted to go to that shop, oh, right? Yes, yeah, he wanted to check out this like kind of streetwear, kind of like I'm not really comic book. It was like a hype beast store, basically. Like they had a lot of um, really like cool sneakers, really cool like um, clothes and stuff. And John had gone earlier that week to buy some. Uh, uh, some sh- some shirts and stuff and he was like oh man i definitely like want to go back so we we took peter and kurt there and there was like a lot of really cool like unique stuff yeah yeah it feels like 
like a weird mix of like nerd hipster boutique kind of feel yeah. like there's yeah. like cool like things that you can nerd out about like they had like squid game shirts and stuff mm-hmm. and they had a lot of like, comic book anime video game comic stuff. Book. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was very cool um and yeah. what did john end up getting did he get the shoes got- and the sweater or like a jacket he just yeah he just got a jacket he was like debating on the shoes because obviously we we're traveling so like we had very limited space um mm-hmm. but the shirt that he bought earlier that week it was like a street fighter collab thing that they did with this, oh, this yeah, yeah, store yeah. and it was this cute like chun li little pixel art sort of thing um and then afterwards we went to um this it was like a board game shop which was really cool too Oh yeah, and it was like I don't think he officially opened it yet because it was sort oh, yeah, of like, was like a in soft the midst, opening kind of thing, yeah, yeah, of getting set up. But um, I had been we had just been looking at sort of all the the different tabletop games that he had, but I was like particularly looking up for like a similar game to this game called One Night, um, and it's sort of a take on like Mafia, but it's like with werewolves and like villagers and stuff. But it's sort of like a group thing where you sort of like figure out who's who and stuff. Um, he had that game, but uh, I kind of wanted to see if there was anything very similar like that. And we ended up getting one very, very similar in that like group sort of th- group think deception kind of thing. Um, and since I was in San Diego with like a bunch of friends at a house, we like wanted to get something that like the whole group could sort of like play together. So was it fun? Did you guys end up playing? Yeah. Yeah. We ended up playing a few times. Uh, it's the thing where like, Oh, we talked about this at the shop, but like, it's the sort of thing where like you get a new game and it's so like daunting to like learn all of the rules and then have to know all the rules to like teach other people. Do you know what I mean? So it was just like a lot of, practice rounds basically of us being like okay that one didn't count but like now we know how to like do it or whatever was it one of the ones where it like ruined your friendship it kind of was yeah because it has to do with like deception and kind of like tricking your friends basically and i think it's extra like crazy when you're playing with like your significant other because it's definitely like i don't know it just like kind of reveals like lightly it's all a game and stuff but like it kind of reveals some like truth to how you may be like how you may lie sometimes to your partner or just like you know like little <gasps> fibs you might sort of like oh do God. or tell some stuff yeah <laughs> okay you need to find out the name of this game because i want to i want to play but i'm like oh my god this game sounds like sounds like it could ruin relationships too a little bit a little bit i think one night was a little bit more I don't know. I just something about maybe it was like we had a bigger group for that one, so it was like higher stakes. It felt like, but yeah, both games were really fun. Oh, but yeah, it was like that was such a fun, um, fun get together. And then you guys, what you guys ended up going to the wedding? When was it? It was on Sunday that week, um, and it was like a really nice sort of like beach side kind of wedding. It was actually at a venue. Um, on UCSD campus, which I didn't realize because when I went to the rehearsal, I was like, oh, we're like actually driving to like a university. Um, <laughs> uh, but it was, yeah, a really nice like venue. Um, the 
the day of the rehearsal, it was super sunny and super nice. So we got to sort of see like, oh, wow, this is what it's going to be like. But then the actual day of the wedding, um, it was a lot chillier than the rehearsal. And it was much later to the actual wedding. It was like three compared to like when we rehearsed, which was like earlier in the morning. So it got a little chilly and it was a little, you know, a little cool. But thankfully, the the outdoors people who had to sit outside, they had like heat lamps and stuff. So it wasn't like too bad, but. Oh, mm. yeah. I'm sorry, a lifesaver. And how about you? You also went to a wedding, right? Oh my god, yeah, lol. I forgot that was. It felt so long ago, but um, yeah, we went to we went to Florida um for like ten days. It was like a long time, and we like flew into Orlando. Um, went to what did we do? I think we went to like Animal Kingdom one day, and then. We drove down to Miami with Kurt's friend Nick Ooh. and and her uh and her fiance because they all we all wanted to like go to Miami plus like the wedding was at Miami, uh-huh. um and like the wedding was for one of my dental school friends um and oh we, yeah he was cute I saw the photos and I was like oh wait had you not met I don't think I've met him no. Oh, Mm-mm. he was my roommate in, um... I think it was the apartment that I had never been to. It was the one in, like, Times Square. In Hell's Kitchen. Hell's yeah, Kitchen, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we, I mean, we only lived together one year, but, like, he was my, um... He was in my, my, like, dental school, like, clinic for, like, the okay. whole four years. Um, yeah, but, like, we, we were really close. Like, his, um... Mm-hmm. He, like, went through, like, a lot with his family when yeah. I was living with him. Um, oh, okay. So, and that's also when he got together with his current, um, Oh, so now. you've been there like since the beginning of their life. Yeah. So we like Kurt and I had started dating basically around the same time that uh-huh. him and his wife are, um, have been together. Uh-huh. So it was, um, kind of cool and surreal and emotional to be there. Um, and plus like, it was fun to see like all of our old like dental school friends, like our our squad, like get together again. Mm-hmm. And you were um, like in the wedding party, right? Like you were a groomsman. Yeah, I was part of like the, which I've never ever been part of anyone's oh, like exciting. groom, like whatever that is, like, yeah. party thing. Um, oh my god, he totally. So he had like drank so much the night before oh, and no. was hungover the next day. <laughs> That he threw up in the morning and then oh my God. literally 10 minutes before he had to walk down the aisle, he was starting to vomit. And we had to, <laughs> I was like telling the, I was telling like the wedding planner, I was like, you need to give us like five more minutes. Like he can't go out there right now. Yeah. He's literally about to like oh, throw God. up again. And he was like dry heaving and stuff. And he's also going to like kiss his bride. Like, I know. Mess. So we... <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh my god we gave him pepto because they had like the she the bride was very smart she put like um she put little like little boxes of um like things you would need like tampons aspirin pepto everything like in all the bathrooms so like there was pepto in there and we gave him some pepto right before and he was still feeling kind of nauseous but like once he like got down the aisle he was fine okay um Oof. But then after that, oh my god, that whole wedding was a shit show. After that, <laughs> then Kurt got food poisoning. Oh no. And Kurt had like food poisoning. Um, like 
he we had eaten something earlier that day that had like raw egg in it it was like a cupcake thing but like i barely had any because i was like not really into it but him and his friend did and Uh we think that's what it was um yeah but like basically right before um or right like after the ceremony is when kurt started like not feeling great and he started throwing up too um and then he had to stay in like i I threw him into like the groom's like getting ready room um to like just like be by himself because there were only two bathrooms and they were just like single person bathrooms and everyone always had to use the bathroom so (laughs) we didn't want him like clogging up a bathroom so we took a trash can into the groom's like room and just like had him there um and he was there for like a good hour and a half to two hours and he was still there and i was like kurt just go home like there's no point in you being here and not feeling well. And like, yeah. you're not out there anyways. Like I feel bad. Um, so mm-hmm. then we ended up, he, his friend ended up picking him up um, and going back to the hotel and she ended up growing up too later and not feeling well later too. I stayed because I was like, I still have, to, I feel like I should still be here because I'm yeah. like part of the groom's party uh-huh. and everything. Um, so I stayed till like the end. Um, so if you look through the photos and you wonder why there's literally like no photos, people are with missing, Kurt, or yeah. there's like what that one selfie I took with Kurt before he threw up. Yeah, that's that's why. <laughs> um, it's a lot. Oh my god. Well, it sounds yeah. like a fun. I mean, it sounds fun and like crazy. So um, it seems like you had a good time. I hope. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Yeah. It was and it was beautiful and. We definitely are taking some like things from that wedding oh, and like fun. adapting it or like thinking yeah. about how to apply it to our own wedding. Yeah. Um, Pepto yeah. and Tylenol and yeah. all the things and all the reals. Like things to make you <laughs> like don't drink a lot before the wedding the day before. Right. That would be a good. Um, that would be good. Good rule. <laughs> um, but yeah, after that, I mean, besides that, Florida was fun. Um, Disney World was fun. Had you been to Miami before? No, no, oh, no, okay. no. That was the first time. And we didn't, I didn't really get to explore it. They didn't really either. They like got to explore a little bit, but mm-hmm. it was so short. Um, we only were there for like two days. Yeah. I definitely want to go back. Yeah. For sure. Because yeah. you went, when did you go? Oh, when was that? I guess it was in October. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, for a bachelor, bachelorette party. Um, Obviously, it was super fun, like, going with my friends and stuff. But, like, yeah, I would love to go back and experience, like, more of the city and more of the culture and art and food. I know. It's such a cool vibe. Like, I thought, like, it was a cool mix of um, almost, like, a Chicago-y vibe with, but, like, in a tropical setting. That's how we kind of felt like it was when we were there. But we didn't. We also didn't, like, stay in the area that was, like, super mm. poppin'. We were, like, in, like, a... You are pretty south, right? Were you? Yeah. Like, yeah. The, the wedding was at Coconut Grove, and we okay. were... Yeah, we were around that area. Um, a Brickle. Brickle? Yeah, that's the area that okay. we were in. Um, but it was fun. I, I liked that area. Definitely want to go check it out again sometime, but I think we need to, like, actually dedicate time to, like, hang out there than just, like be there for some other like occasion you know mm-hmm. yeah oh the only other highlight of that trip i mean one one of the biggest highlights was <laughs> when we went to epcot and we saw um harmonious which was like their the disney world like 50th um mm. celebration like thing for epcot and it was phenomenal like 
Not to like get anyone's like hopes up, but like I fucking like <laughs> cried and like was an emotional mess oh. because of just I think I think I appreciated the fact that I it, it was a lot. I mean that was the that was the week that Russia like declared war on Ukraine. Oh, like uh-huh. um that was the like same day I wanna say, or like uh-huh. within a week. And also because like There was a lot of, like, things about representation um, that I guess, like, were on my mind that when I watched that show, it was really cool to be like, oh, my God, there's, like, we're being represented. Like, Asians are in this show and, Mm -hmm. um, like, our language is in this show and the music, like, our types of, like, musical instruments and stuff are in this Mm -hmm. show. Was it a Um, fireworks thing or was it, like, a special... It's kind of like a mix of like water and fireworks and pyro and like lights. Um, But yeah, it was just such a cool show that had meaning behind it. Like there was Mm -hmm. an actual intent behind the show to to talk about all the different cultures of the world and how if we come together, you know, we can be be better. And um, that's why I was like fucking bawling at the end because I was like, (laughs) yeah. If Russia didn't start this war with Ukraine, if we were all just friends and like, you know. Yeah, just, like, like definitely the very poignant message like at the yeah. like a time with a lot of like turmoil. So, yeah. Yeah. Other than that, um, I don't know. any Anything else? Any any other fun things? Oh, my God. You went to see Dua Lipa. I forgot. I MSG. did. Yeah. So we bought these tickets like a long time ago. I almost I kind of almost forgot it, about it. To be honest, um, but yeah, I went with like, so I went with like a couple of friends. It was like probably eight of us or so, eight or six or eight. I feel like eight, but um, because I had bought my tickets actually like later than all of them, I couldn't get into the same row as them. Oh no! So I was actually seated like two behind them in the same section. But it, yeah, it was it was fine. Uh, I ended up like actually knowing people behind me like one guy tapped mm-hmm. me on the shoulder and he was like wait didn't i used to work with you at 360 hour or whatever um and i was like oh my god it's christian so like i knew him and then i look over and he's seated next to my friend matt so i was like oh like what are the chances but um yeah, yeah. that was kind of a cool moment um the show was very was very good i think she i had never seen her live before but like it was it was a great tour and a great show because it was celebrating and highlighting obviously an album that like, I think just in the pop sort of world is probably going to come go down as like one of, one of like an the, iconic the, album. Yeah. It's an iconic album. It's on par with emotion for sure. I, Harley yeah. Ray, more than that, probably, <laughs> but like the kind of album, like we could go do a whole episode on this, but like an album that literally had, Bops, 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 bops. Like, literally every track. Katy Perry, Teenage Dream. Exactly. It's that level of, like, iconicness. Um, And I think it also came out... It's so funny you said that, the Katy Perry thing, because, like, I I was just listening to the Las Culturistas episode with Matt Mm -hmm. and Bowen, and they were literally saying how, like, Dua Lipa's Future Nostalgia is the 2020s version of what Teenage Dream was to... 2010s and i was like oh my god yeah oh for sure that's so accurate so the fact that obviously the, sh- the show had a lot of hits from or like 
songs from that album. Um, yeah, it was it was really, really fun. And as a performer, I think Dulipa can really hold her own on the stage. Like, I think she has really matured and grown as, like, one a dancer. Mm-hmm. Like, I think she's gotten a lot of, like, flack, obviously, like, before about, like, you know, she's just not really, like, that coordinated and whatever, whatever. But, like, but yeah, she, she brought it like, back. She, yeah. brought, oh, she yeah. brought the dance she back. She referenced the dance, the iconic, infamous dance. Okay. Um and yeah, she she looked like she was just having fun, and I felt really just like almost like proud of her. I was like, wow, she's like fucking on this tour. She's like doing it. So yeah, Aww. I was really really excited. For her. I gotta watch it. I gotta watch some bootlegs on on YouTube now. <laughs> There's one clip. I think it happened the the date after ours, where she was I think in DC. Where have you seen? You probably seen it. Where she's. Uh, singing with her like handheld mic and she drops like a dancer kind of like knocks it out of her hand and she like drops it into the audience <laughs> and she's like fuck what am I doing I've um, seen TikToks of that where someone picks it up and it's like they like mix put the voice of that person and they're like yeah. Wendy Williams at yeah. Dua Lipa's concert or something like that yeah yeah um so yeah I think she's just a pro and I love that she's doing her thing on the stage and yeah so yeah it was really fun um, anything else? I, well, it oh was my, my br- birthday. It's, yeah, it's Happy been my birthday, birthday since. Thank you. Belated birthday. Yeah. David um, Dean Spears, your 32nd, 30 <laughs> 31, yeah. Uh, 31st. Oh Only God. 31. Terrible. I mean, it's so hard to, I don't know, with the pandemic and everything, I feel like I'm still 30 because... I don't, I don't know. know how old I am. That's why I didn't know how you old you were. There you I go. Was trying to subtract and I didn't. <laughs> I didn't do it right. Um, yeah, no, it was it was a nice birthday. Um, I was in Asbury Park on the Jersey Shore with a couple friends. Um, actually, kind of not for my birthday. My friend John, not my husband John, another friend. He was like, "Oh, hey, I want to celebrate my birthday, but the only weekend I'm free is your birthday weekend. Is that cool?" And I was like, "Yeah, whatever." His birthday's in like April. <laughs> what? I know. So I That's I didn't cool. care. I didn't care. But it was so funny because like we would go places. Like for example, we went to drag brunch. Um, oh on yeah, Saturday. yeah. Oh my god, and... iconic moments of David. <laughs> yes. So we went to drag coconuts. brunch. Coconuts. <laughs> so and good. you know how like audience participation is like a thing, especially if you're like celebrating like a birthday, an engagement, you know, whatever. So the the queens will like call you out. They'll be like, "Hey, is anyone celebrating anything?" And me and John both raise our hands and we're like, "For our, we're here for our birthdays." And then she asks me like, "When's your birthday?" And I was like, "Oh, it's actually today." And she's like, "Oh, happy birthday and everything." And then she, she asks my friend John. When is your birthday? And he goes, oh, it's like in a couple of weeks. And she's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, <laughs> this is not your birthday. <laughs> so it was a lot of that happening over the weekend, but so it was fine. I, I love that I didn't have to like really plan anything. It was kind of nice just to be there with friends and, you know, have it have it be with other people but I didn't really have to do too much so mm. yeah, but like nice. okay can we talk about how you had to go around collecting tips for lip syncing to okay to yeah Kim Petra? <laughs> yeah so because it was my birthday um the the queen Celestina she oh my god I freaking love her she did um she hosted this uh the drug brunch in Asbury Park's her name's Celestina. She also did it with two other queens. One was visiting from Philly and another one, Anita D. She's like a New York City, Jersey girl. They were fantastic. It was one of the, probably one of the best like drag brunches I'd like been to. And the fact that it was like not in New York City in, you know, Asbury Park, which is still pretty like 
well known for the gayness and all that stuff, but I was very pleasantly surprised. They turned it out. Um, but Celestina, she was the one hosting, so she pulls me up and she um, asks another gay sitting down having dinner or having brunch or whatever. Um, and I think other people too celebrating other stuff. And then we sort of did like a, a preliminary, like, you know, runway walk. And then they, she whittled it down. So it ended up just being me and this other guy for like the lip sync for your life situation. Also. So, okay. So good. <laughs> I also was like still waiting for my food. And like, I had, I hadn't been drinking cause we like went out like the night before. So I was like just having like a little iced tea or whatever. But when she brought me up, she was like, when when she brought us up, she was like, okay, guys, we're going to do some shots. And I was just like, oh, gosh. Oh, no. So the fact I was like, I didn't have anything in my stomach because I was like still waiting for my food. And I was like kind of not drinking already. So that was like my first sort of thing in my stomach. I was just like, fuck. So I was pretty, I was pretty tipsy when this was all <laughs> happening. <laughs> <laughs> Which was kind of good. I feel like it loosened, you know. I think that would have down. helped. Yeah, because yes, I definitely. think it would have been hard to do that sober. <laughs> so she's like, okay, so I'm going to start playing a song and you guys are going to lip sync for your life and we're going to like figure out who the winner is. Um, she doesn't tell us what the song is. She just starts playing it and it ends up being Kim Petrus's Coconuts, which is iconic song, very catchy. But I don't know the word. But also we don't, we don't oh, know if we support Kim Petras oh, well, yes, Dr. That's a whole... thing. So we were like, oh, should we listen to that song? We don't know. So that's, <laughs> that's also why yes. we don't know the lyrics very well. Exactly. So I don't really like, I don't really like <laughs> listen to that song. I know it because my friend Jeremy, he played it a lot like while we were in Palm Springs. So I've heard of it, got the hook and all that stuff. I don't really know the like verses. I didn't even know there were verses, but <laughs> it was kind of a struggle fest because this other guy, this other dude who was a very fierce, fierce, uh, fierce gay, he knew all the words. So I was like, shit. So I really had to just like kind of rely on my my body. That sounds bad. But like, you know what I mean? I had to do other Wait, stuff like, because I didn't know the words. Was it like a competition of who could collect the most tips? No, not really. I mean, it was more of just like who was giving the, the performance. It was crazy because I had never been. I don't think I've ever been at a drag brunch where the participants are actively collecting tips from like the patrons. I mean, we weren't saving, like we weren't pocketing the money. We were kind of giving it, we put it into the, the queen's pot, but like. But did she say like, oh, you guys give tips or like, how did that happen? Or people um, just decided to give I think you people tips? just started doing it. Yeah. Oh, Which was nice. Yeah, cute. it was kind of a that's funny. So cute. But what it made me think of was the fact that it's actually very difficult. Like, it seems like it's so simple just to like <laughs> grab money, walk around, not even walk around. Like you're dancing, right? You're also lip syncing. You're, there's so many things going on. And I'm like, this is really hard. <laughs> It's a lot of things to do. I can't imagine. Yeah. I'm sure, like, if you knew the song more, like, if it was a Beyonce True. song, right, right, right. I'm sure yeah. you would have been able to do it better. Right. But I'm sure you were just like, I don't know the words or the song that well. Very overwhelmed. And I have to take yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm drunk. But, and, <laughs> and I'm a little drunk. Oh, my gosh. But no, that was super fun. We'll post that clip. <laughs> I think the world needs to see that again because yeah. it was great. It was oh, so good. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, definitely. For sure. We will. We will. <laughs> what were you going to say? <laughs> no, I was just thinking about that weekend. I don't... It, this is so stupid and we could probably cut it out. But, like, I was, like, posting... I was reposting, like, people's Instagram stories. And it wasn't specifically this thing, but it was, like, Instagram wasn't posting oh. the sound. 
I think I did see one of those because I was wondering what you were lip syncing to. I think oh yeah, so okay, so that. this whole thing is just gonna be me lip syncing. But my friend for my birthday, uh, Alyssa Rellos, shout out to Alyssa Rellos. She got married in Sacramento. We've talked about this like on another episode. But I guess her her like video team at her wedding got me doing this like performance or whatever. I was just dancing. Oh my but, god, like, the other video that yes, yeah, yeah, it was that one. So it was I was to Beyonce's. Um, get me bodied and that song is very like fun and like you know it's a great lip sync song because there's lots of words and stuff and actions that like go go with it but i was post i wanted to repost it because i was like oh this is so sweet that she did this for my birthday and then every single time i posted it and it was a long clip so it was like chopping it up the sound wouldn't play and i'd be like oh great people think i'm one narcissistic because i'm posting this like a thousand (laughs) times i just look crazy but Anyway, yeah. <laughs> it was so good, though. I remember seeing that one, too, and I was like, fierce, fierce, fierce. So, yeah, invite me to your wedding because I will I expect the I will same at my wedding, yes. Yes, girl. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to probably scare all of your all your guests. How crazy no, it's No, I'm sure all my guests <laughs> would be, like, doing the same, if not, like, cheering you on yes. and giving you tips. Yeah. Oh, yes, give me money. <laughs> Love that. For your honeymoon fund. Yeah. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> Um, have you watched any good TV shows lately? Okay, so, Peter, I feel like every time this part of the podcast happens, I go off on a tangent. So something I've been trying to do, <laughs> because, yeah, I have a lot that's, of Yeah, that's that true, watch. that's true. But I do too, so. <laughs> so I feel like I've, I'm going to try this new thing where I only give one recommendation per, like, streaming whatever, you know, Okay, okay. And then you can... You can carry on the next one, like carry exactly. it over to the next episode. Yeah. 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 Um, so, what is this week's or this month's uh, <laughs> okay, so recommendation have... of the month? Yes. Oh, well, should I only give one or should I give like, because what I Wait, did was I thought like, you said thing. you wanted to do one. <laughs> I wanted to do one per like streaming service. I feel like I can't oh, just Oh give, my like, God. One. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's fine. But that's I only fine. have I'm three sorry. streaming. Yeah. So I'm crazy. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> You're like, um, that's not really, you're kind of still saying all of them. I'm only going to do three. Okay, okay. Okay. So if you haven't checked out Dollface on Hulu, have you heard anything or seen anything about um, this? No. So it's, with, so it's with Queen Brenda Song, Asian Queen oh, yes, from yes, Disney yes. Channel, mm-hmm. um, and Kat Dennings from a couple different stuff. Like, she was, you know, the Marvel Girl, she's been in... Two Broke Girls, all this stuff. Um, but yeah, it's this really great show just about, like, female friendships. I feel like it's it's a take on sort of, like, the girl crew that you don't really, like, see a lot. It's also very, like, weirdly fantastical in some moments. And yeah, very, very mm. interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> how about you on Hulu? I feel like you have something that you want to say. That's <laughs> no, you just Hulu. go through go okay, through I'll all of yours and I'll just do mine. Because, okay. like... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm annoying. Um, (laughs) So on Netflix, there's a show. It's not going to be for everybody, but like, I feel like maker shows or shows about like building like Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman had one on um, NBC that, or was it NBC? Maybe it was Hulu. I don't know, but they had one, but it's called Making Fun on Netflix. And it's hosted by this guy named Jimmy Duresta, who was a toy maker, a very like prolific toy maker in you know, the 90s, early 2000s or whatever. But have you, Peter, do you know the toy that's like you pull the string and the girl like, it's like a fairy or whatever. And he like, and the fairy like flies and spins around. 
Vaguely? You, okay. So he, like, worked on that toy. So he's very, like, mm-hmm. iconic in that sense. But mm-hmm. he and this group of, like, how many of them are there? I think there's, there's like, five of them total. Um, what they do is they basically, like, hear these pitches. It's kind of like Shark Tank, where they, like, hear these pitches from, like, literal children. So these are, like, kids. <laughs> oh, my God. About, like, about, like, what they want to, like, see be made or invented like so he'll ask basically like what ideas do you have and they'll throw all these crazy crazy ideas out a gay barbie a gay bar- right so things like that but they're usually like really big scale like things like people have made right, right. like like giant nutcrackers that spit fire out of their eyeballs and yeah so they're oh like really crazy um and the whole show is about these like five guys like trying to like make the make the thing and it's like super fun and he's very, like, very good with the kids. And it's just, like, oh, love it. Interesting. Yeah. I wish we could buy those toys or, like, get those toys. That's me. <laughs> um, and then my final one is on HBO Max. It's called Minx. I don't know if you've heard anything about this. Mm-mm. But it is a show about um, this woman who wants to create this, like, woman's magazine. But obviously creating one a magazine back in the 70s is very difficult especially when it has to do with like women's rights empowerment women's issues so the only way she can get this magazine made is if she partners with a guy who runs basically a pornography like uh magazine like company Mm -hmm. so his idea is like sort of mixing in these like really hard-hitting very important articles with like male erotica so it's kind Mm. of this like push and pull of like we're trying to like empower women but also like can we get over the fact that this is like smut you know according to like some people so yeah there's also a lot of like literal penis like being shown which is also like a plus i think it's a <laughs> nice part of the show but it's it, even if they didn't i heard hbo max is is being more like yes uh, more penis friendly. forward with with penis penises yeah totally why are they discriminating i don't know <laughs> exactly um yeah that's that's those are all sound like very good suggestions i'm excited i'll yeah, i'll check, check i i think making fun sounds very interesting to me right now so i might definitely i might it's a fun easy show yeah yeah um i have one rec for <laughs> for the week what um, i should have done just one no only because we're like literally obsessed with the show um have you heard of the dropout on Hulu? Oh, I have. I haven't checked it out, but yeah, it's definitely been everywhere. I've seen it being talked about. Yes. Yeah, so if you guys haven't heard, it's about Theranos, which is um if you guys haven't heard about that, it's this like whole um it was a biomedical, like biotech company that was started in the Bay Area. And the CEO is this woman named Elizabeth Holmes. And it was such a big deal because she was like this, um, she was like one of the first like women CEOs who in like the science industry. Mm-hmm. And she, it was such a big deal and everyone was super excited about it. And then we all found out it was like a complete fraud. Mm-hmm. Um, and the biggest, um, just like the, the craziest thing, at least in, in our lives, is that like one of our friends, Tiffany, used to work there. And it's crazy to like hear, like uh, to watch that show and yeah, then to talk insight. to her about it and be like, mm. how much of this was like real or how much, how much is like based on the reality that you knew and oh, uh-huh. how similar she like, she was like, 
Amanda Seyfried is amazing. Like the the mannerisms, the way she talks. Because mm. Tiffany Tiffany worked pretty closely with Elizabeth uh-huh. Holmes. Like yeah. she would um, be in a lot of the ads that Theranos put out. She drew blood for um, Joe Biden, Elizabeth Holmes' family. Like a mm. lot of big people who um, she was like the she was basically the face of like the phlebotomy side of of mm. Theranos. So she she knew quite a bit about like she has firsthand sort of like experience. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but she didn't know like obviously what was going on. Um, but it's it's crazy to to see like to ask her all these questions and be like, oh my god, like did you know this? Mm-hmm. Did you know that? Um, so yeah, it's it's really interesting. Um, I feel like everyone that uh is interested in any kind of like dramatic like uh mystery science drama would be interested in well fraud and that sort of like thing is very hot these days like there's shows not to say more but like you know mm. like tinder swindler inventing anna like these ideas of like oh my god these people yeah. pulling the wool over people's heads is a mm-hmm. very like hot topic these days for yeah sure. So, Peter, before we get into, like, our our topic for the week, um, I just want to take a moment to talk about uh, something that's really, like, been been really important for me in these last couple weeks. Um, My friend Karen, uh, she was recently diagnosed with a rare and particularly aggressive form of cancer known as acute lymphocytic leukemia. And this was, like, a really big shock to, obviously, like, us as a friend group like hearing about how she found out about it very like suddenly and thank god she did because it came out actually out of like a routine like physical um and yeah it's just it's just so so crazy watching and being able to see her like basically you know fight for her life um there's some stats that like were kind of like shocking to me when I heard them. Mm-hmm. So like she she has a 10% chance of like beating uh beating this cancer with chemotherapy alone because it is such a aggressive, you know, form of leukemia. But we heard that she does have a uh an increased chance up to 70% um if she can find a stem cell donor match. Wow. Her sister has been um sort of tested and seen if she could, uh, you know, be the donor match for her since she'll like be the most likely because she's like, uh, of kin as well as, you know, the same ethnicity as her. Um, but unfortunately like they're having a really hard time finding, um, you know, a suitable match in the registry. Um, and one of the reasons is actually because minorities, you know, black, API uh Hispanic and Latinx people like they have actually a less than 50% chance of finding you know varying different percentages but all of them are below 50% um of finding actually a donor match because minorities are particularly underrepresented in the donor registry mm-hmm. so Karen's sister Christina I cannot believe how much like she's taken on obviously wanting to 
to do this for her sister, but she sort of like has gathered uh, a collection of like Karen's, you know, family, her friends, and just people who like are trying to help her find a match. Um, we're doing this initiative called uh, Swap for Karen. And we're asking all, uh, you know, healthy 18 to 40 year olds uh, to basically join the donor registry. Karen uh, and, you know, her her support team, they've partnered with this organization, this nonprofit called Be The Match um, that specializes in finding suitable donors for people uh, who are, you know, struggling with life threatening like blood cancers. And we we've thrown our first um donor match event uh only like about a week and a half ago and since like since that event as well as like posting about it on you know just on instagram and twitter and all this stuff um we've actually been able to get uh over four thousand kits delivered for people to swab and you know check if check if they are a, a match um and to be put into the donor registry for not just my friend Karen, but also for like anyone looking for for the match. Um, so it's been really like really great to see people like kind of um, see the messages and 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 you know request their kits. I know you, Peter, have have done a have done such an amazing thing by by doing it and and ordering your kit and even telling people just about it. I think it's like such a huge huge thing that people can do. It's such a easy simple thing to do for such a such a life threatening disease you know like mm-hmm. it's so like if you go on this website you just plug in your information you get this kit and it's easier than it's easier than a covid test like the covid yeah, test you right, have to exactly. like put it in a vial shake it all this stuff i like opened it up and i was very confused cuz it was just like swab your your cheeks for like 10 seconds and then just like <laughs> stick it on right. and i was like wait what do you mean just stick it on and uh like you were confused at how simple yeah it was was so so easy that it was Mm -hmm. all i was like not sure if i was doing it right at first but yeah um please please um i think this is such a big um such a big important issue because of the the lack of donors in the registry um for minorities Mm -hmm. and I feel like Karen's struggle with this is is has shown a light on how difficult it is for all mm-hmm. minorities. And I, I think it's amazing that like people like Ming Na Wen have posted about it and have made such a big yeah. like oh deal about God. it. Um even even if you you're not a match for Karen, you're you're gonna be in the registry and you're you could definitely um be a match for someone Potentially else. Potentially save yeah. somebody else. Um yeah. and I think that's that's great and I hope that everyone can, um, if you guys hear this, please um, post about it. Um, you can definitely, we're, we're going to be posting about it so you can follow our links from mm-hmm. um, from DAP Podcast um, to, uh, there's the Instagram handle and Twitter are the same at Swab for Karen. Um, and Karen is spelled C-A-R-Y-N. And then if you haven't already, please order a swab kit. It's super simple. And then, yeah, definitely please spread the word. Please, uh, please let everyone else uh, know. Um, there's been other events now in L.A. as well. And um, hopefully more events uh, are going to are going to be popping up, um, not just for Karen, but for for everyone, too, you know.
So this week's topic is, um, as we mentioned, uh, Pixar's latest uh, film, Turning Red. And and if you have not watched it yet, this oh, is the yes. time where you should probably hit pause and then go watch it and then come back and then listen to our commentary. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to spoil anything for you. Yes, so definitely yeah. do that. Okay. <laughs> but um, do you want to just talk a little bit about it first? Yeah. Um, because it is kind of groundbreaking, you know? Honestly, yeah. Like, I think in the in the in the collection of not only Pixar films but also just in the Disney sort of universe as well i think obviously it being centered around um an asian sort of like storyline right like i think that that in itself is very like groundbreaking and very like very important because like i think in the in the larger sort of sense there aren't that many right like asian centric storylines one outside of the disney universe mm-hmm. but i think you know disney has has done some things like obviously mulan it's literally just mulan and like raya and like that's it, it right and may if you count like a short and stuff yeah. like <laughs> bow or whatever yeah yeah so i think just that the fact that they're they're investing in sort of like you know telling more stories from this perspective i think is like amazing to to see mm-hmm. and not only that but i think this is um, probably the first, yeah, I guess so. This is probably one of the first um, stories, uh, I mean, in Disney at least, that, ref- that like focuses on a more like, I mean, it takes place in Canada, but it's still like a Western, like a, a, um, mm-hmm. an immigrant who, a, a Chinese or Asian immigrant who ha- was raised in Western society and is growing up in a Western society. Yeah, like um, modern. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's another big thing. Um, the director is um, Domishi, who also directed Bao. Um, and she also Ooh, did the yeah. screenplay with um, Julia Cho. Mm-hmm. And I know that it, there's like, you can watch, did, David, did you watch the, um, that uh, oh, Embrace the, the, the Panda documentary? documentary? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I think they also mentioned that like almost, I think the entire like, head team is all female is all women Ugh, yeah love. like um mm-hmm. the even the producer right it was like mm-hmm. the producer the director this the screenwriter like almost the entire like leads leads of the project which is also groundbreaking yeah, in itself. Amazing. yeah yeah um and I also if yeah if you guys get it if you haven't had a chance to watch that documentary too like I think that was a really cool documentary to watch because it also talks about how they made the film during COVID which is crazy Uh um but yeah um why don't we talk about like what was your what was your like first thoughts on the movie after you watched it um I thought how just like authentic it felt obviously like i'm not canadian right and i'm also not chinese but i think it was just very like it felt very true and authentic to the like you mentioned first generation like of immigrant parent experience like the fact that may had to like negotiate between sort of like almost two identities sort of the the worlds in which she like sort of like inhabits when it comes to like her her 
persona when she's at school versus sort of like how she has to how she feels she has to act like around her parents and her family like i think that is one very very true to like children i don't know like my experience it's very relatable for anyone yeah very relatable yeah even if you're not like a um a first generation of immigrant parents it's like you sometimes especially when you're going through puberty and that's also another whole level of like this this film but like when you're sort of growing up you're still trying to figure yourself out and like your parents may not know fully the extent at which you're sort of like discovering new things about you and like all this stuff so i think that part was just like very hit very true to me and and in my experience and also like the time of it like the the fact that they chose to keep it 2002 2002 yeah Yeah. early yeah 2000s like that part was like oh like that is such a pivotal i think moment in our lives like that specific david we were in middle school together at that time crazy right exactly yeah so that part it just very like was like oh my gosh this 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 is like amazing (laughs) i think just like immediately watching it i felt so so blown away by how um how much i related to it mm-hmm. um yeah. and from different levels too like from we so just many different about, levels like, yeah yeah and and it 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 was just like i liked i loved that movie so much that i immediately just like wanted to watch it again because i was like wow i feel like i there I, uh-huh. there's so much that um that i identify with in this and yeah. that i think everyone can but um obviously like being being chinese being in an immigrant family mm-hmm. like being growing up in america helps all of this stuff is totally similar you know i definitely cried oh my god it's i was i was a hot mess <laughs> when um when they were in the forest and she was just like telling her mom that it was all going to be okay and then mm-hmm. the mom was like come with me and i was like oh my god oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah but i i think that's what that's like to me i think i always tell um i was telling kurt but i was telling like whatever friends have watched this yet that like mm-hmm. it, if if i were to think of my moment where i chose to be a, a red panda versus choosing to oh, let mm-hmm. go of my red panda it was like yeah that moment where i decided to go off to college and not stay at home that was kind of that moment for me mm-hmm. where i was like i'm gonna go yeah. off somewhere far away and not be in the immediate vicinity of my family yeah. um because that basically was a whole issue with my family and like why don't you stay closer to here it's easier we can take care mm-hmm. of you and all of these yeah. things and me going out and saying like no like it was later in life it was not in middle school or like it wasn't about <laughs> boy bands but right. um, but I still felt like that was that moment in, in my yeah. life you know um, mm-hmm. did you I'm, I'm just curious did you have a, did you have a, that moment in your life that you could think of yeah, I think it relates to moving away from my parents to go to school. Like, that's definitely a big pivotal moment. Like, I think what you said about, like, your parents saying it'll be easier. It will, you know, allow us to continue to take care of you. And while obviously, like, my parents still care and, and love me very much, like, it's a different sort of thing when you're forced to, on a daily basis, or even, like, you know, a uh, a less frequent occasion like when you're having to make a lot of the decisions or kind of figure out things on your own i think that that's definitely like 
a moment, yeah, when I sort of like decided to keep my my red panda power instead of like you mm-hmm. know giving it up and and being a little more safe or a little more yeah. But I can also think of like, I mean, it relates to when I moved to out to college. But like, I think we've talked about this on this podcast. But like, when I've de- when I decided that, I mean, again, we've talked about this. I never really like acted different or whatever when I was growing up in terms of like how I present myself when it came to being gay. But like, I think when I went off to school, I just really didn't care or think about that at all really. And just Mm. kind of being very open to what that could open up for me when I allowed people to know that I was gay, Mm -hmm. um, you know, from the beginning and how that sort of like, formed some relationships or kind of like allowed me to meet new people and all of that stuff so and do you know experience different things yeah was that Tess oh my god hi Tess Tess. (laughs) can you see him did he just jump up on the he jumped on this little table yeah oh Oh my my god God. oh by the way guys David is recording (gasps) in his he's not in the closet today Mm -mm, we're out we're out of the closet (laughs) Um, I'm, I'm trying out this new setup and I hope that Peter will not have to adjust my sound too much and that it will be fine. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm at my desk, so hopefully it's okay. You like stop the recording <laughs> and the whole thing's just like muffled and it's just like, <laughs> couldn't hear anything. Sorry. No, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> um, did you have like any favorite scenes from the movie or like favorite mm. moments? Yeah. There was, okay, so I just want to talk about a little bit of overall, I think, like, like visually, it was so, like, cool, oh my god, beautifully done, Ugh, like, yes. there were elements of almost the background, like, like, it almost looked like an anime, or mm-hmm. it almost had that element of, like, soft pastel kind of things that I think is, yeah, very true in, like, a lot of, like, Asian animation, um, like, Miyazaki films and, like, all that stuff. So Mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of my favorite scenes was the opening, actually. I think it did an amazing job of, like, one, setting up this whole just, like, character and sort of her, her world and her environment. The fact it was basically, like, her going throughout her day and like heard I love a walk and talk mm-hmm. and I love that she was like addressing us directly to the camera and like all this stuff so that was a really cool thing because you get to see almost like this fun snapshot of all the different aspects of her life so and literal literal snapshots too like, oh yeah like those little right. photos in the beginning yeah totally um yeah. oh yeah, my yeah. god yeah I, I mean about the animation um I think one thing I loved is how they integrated so much like uh, similar to like anime cartoon kind of animation where they oh, would like yeah. make the eyes all like shimmery when mm, something mm-hmm. was happening or like um when something was super cute or something was super scary like their yes, eyes were like reflective yes. of that like in a very exaggerated sense which mm-hmm. you never see in like a Pixar, even Disney film, right? Like most of them are, yeah. they're exaggerated, but it's not like to this extent. Very traditional, yeah. like Western, yeah. Right. It's not like this cool, like anime version of it or like just cartoony. Yeah. yeah. And it's so cool and so cute. And um, I think it, it did throw me for a loop at first because I just wasn't expecting that 
Like I just right, didn't it was almost know. like a little surprise. And then I watched cool. it. I was like, oh my god, this is so cool. Um, mm-hmm. and then we'll get into it too because like the other scenes, like <laughs> there's so many scenes where they're like having their fantasy moments or whatever, right? Like, oh yes, Ooh. Like, like tell me, oh, yeah, yeah, go go. Like like <laughs> the fact that it dealt with something that every I think person growing up deals with is like one puberty, right? But like the infatuation that you experience, like with with people that you're attracted to and you're, tr- you're figuring that out, like mm-hmm. as you grow up, like, like Devin. T- yeah. Yes. They touched <laughs> on this, like this, this obsessiveness when you, that you growing up get with like people that you find attractive or that you have start f- having feelings for and the different ways that you like manifest those feelings. Um, we talked about this earlier, <laughs> the scene where she's like furiously like sketching and doodling about this guy that she has this like crush on that. She just realized, you know, that she, she has feelings for or whatever. And she started the, it by like being like, Oh no, what did they see in him? He looks just, and then she right. like gets into it. She's like, Oh my God, wait, <laughs> wait, he's actually cute. And the fact that like the actual drawings themselves, like, me yeah. and Peter, I think we were very like that's me, very artistic. That's us. Yeah, yes, very artistic <laughs> when we were growing up. Like that exact style of again anime, like features and you know emphasizing things the like big your eyes, ab- the, the abs, abs and the, eyes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, lo- <laughs> I love that you were like eyes, and I'm like, oh, abs. abs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, that was like uh, so perfect, and uh, yeah. I love that scene too. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I, it's so, um, I mean, I could talk about the whole film and just talk about all my favorite moments, but I also love the moment where, I mean, love as in like, it's crazy how I could easily see like my parents doing what like her mom does when oh, yeah. she like, mm-hmm. one, when she approaches, um, Devin at the store and says like, you know, how dare you, whatever, do this to my daughter or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But also oh, when she does it to her friend group, right? Friends. When she does it to her oh friends and gosh. says, like, how could yeah. you do this to my innocent May? Like, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Like, sadly, like, that's, I could see that with my parents. I feel like our parents, a yeah. lot of the times, like, ex- like they just think that we're the perfect angels and that we would never yeah. do something wrong. And then, and then you yeah. blame other people who are not like you, right? Like, yeah, uh, this is getting very deep and very personal, but like, um, one reason why, like, I, um, didn't want to come out earlier until, and I, and that, and that I wanted to come out to my parents when I had, um, uh, well, the, the main reason it, when I came out with, when I did was basically, I didn't want my parents to think that, um, whoever, I had met or like my significant other that I was dating, mm-hmm. whatever had made me the way I was because right, like because of association. Right. Or like, mm-hmm. um, even when I was like roommates with Miguel and things like that, like I didn't want her mm. to think like, Oh, Miguel turned me gay or things like that. So right. it was, it's very much like my, I think my parents still can think like that you know and they're like oh you didn't make that decision like you're whoever you're associated with made you do this like bad decision Mm -hmm. um so that's something that very much could be like oh i my own child is discovering things about themselves and 
making their own decisions. Yeah. Yeah. So that is something that like always stuck with me throughout the whole movie, um, which I identified with a lot. So that's not like a specific scene, but I like yeah, multiple scenes, I guess. Um, but oh, I also lived for when the aunties came. Like, <laughs> yes. That arrival scene. Oh my was god! Iconic cinematic with our bags with all of them having yes. the same matching like bags. Oh my god! <laughs> so good. Yeah, and the makeup. Oh, like the cheekbone makeup. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then you mentioned like loving sort of like the whole concert experience oh my god right the angels coming down also like the (laughs) fact that like when she when um her mom comes in and you can then see the wires for the angels but like oh yes yes, yes. segment like they're like just literal flying yeah yeah (laughs) so good yeah and you were talking about how you love the moment like the build-up to the concert too like um you like just like the anticipation like when they were counting down and like all of them like holding their each other's oh, hands yeah, yeah, yeah. and like freaking out yeah because that's literally that's still me at a concert that's yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but then when you find out that tyler right like the guy who's sort of like almost terrorizing man her friends like is actually also like the four, four townie town, like, yeah stan yeah like <laughs> that was super funny and um, they immediately like fell in love with him and they're like you're a best friend too they're like, oh my god yeah right and then they turn out like to be a, a whole crew right yeah like, all together at the end yeah amazing so good um oh oh the uh, sorry i totally forgot and the other big iconic part of the concert that we loved is like the fact that it was like a, a um when she uh, when all, everyone's like trying to uh do the the, the whole ceremony um ceremony in yeah. the concert stadium and like the they're singing in in Cantonese and they're also singing in their four town song um how cool that was because it was just a literal um mashup of mm. like eastern culture and western culture yeah. but also like her it's like of May's family her and her upgrading yeah. and but uh-huh. then also talking about her like um her boy band love and like interest and like yeah. having them all be able to still be together and be in harmony together as one. Yeah. That was like iconic. Yeah. Yeah. So oh my good. god. And that whole that whole sort of battle and fight that was like leading up to it. Um Again, to speak to sort of like the influence of like Asian animation, anime, and like all this stuff, like the whole like Godzilla esque, like yeah, stuff. there oh was a gosh. lot of that like reference, and I I love that too. Yeah. That was a cool thing. It had just so many like e- different elements of genre. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. it felt very much like teen comedy, but it also felt very like generational family. Mm-hmm. You know, deep stuff like that, uh, but also obviously action and fantasy turning into yeah like a panda so i love that it also balanced a lot of different like elements like that yeah i think it was just such a a a well well thought out but also very um still very focused movie on like Mm -hmm. on what they wanted to address and say and and say um which um i uh I feel like that brings us to mm. the point of the whole controversy that's been going on with it. Um, with that whole, oh, yeah. um, who was it? That like random, that 
random like white guy. Yeah, who, like, he was for like Cinema Blend. He wrote this like kind of insane review in terms of like I think he was pretty high up at this outlet, and like the fact he's probably reviewed like a lot of other films it just puts into question like how can you not objectively like look at something and say like oh like this is meant to not just be for a certain audience but for like everyone you know what i mean yeah if you guys hadn't heard like it's oh right sorry (laughs) this guy like (laughs) this guy like posted like a whole like um film review critique about it and basically was Mm -hmm. like i don't that I didn't really identify with this film, so I didn't really like this film because it was about this like a uh, Chinese Canadian girl who, um, mm-hmm. and it takes place in the two thousands, and like it feels like it's just the director's like uh life and it's for like, her only for her and friends, and it's like yeah. what the fuck, right? Like basically saying the premise limited this film by not making it universal enough for people to to understand and like that is such a <laughs> that's such a western white, white person thing yeah. to say that like how can you not one I, just even removing like i guess that part of it it's like how can you not just watch a piece of art you know what i mean mm-hmm. and absorb it for what it is like whether or not you you know, relate to it or whatever. The fact that he couldn't understand that is just so like mind boggling to me because there's other films that like have crazy premises or whatever setups. And it's like, okay, that's, I, I'm not a vampire. I'm not whatever. Like what the fuck? (laughs) All the TikToks that were coming out of that were like, um, I don't identify with finding Nemo because I'm not a clownfish (laughs) that lives in Australia or (laughs) like, (laughs) it's like, I cannot, but, um, so this controversy basically turned into its own sort of news cycle. And a lot of like the, the, the discussion around it, like from other outlets and stuff, they basically were saying like, you know, this story is more than just May's ethnicity and her specific family, right? Like, it's a story about <laughs> growing up. It's a story about, you know, adolescence, puberty. Like, there are very, very universal themes that, like, are prevalent throughout the entire thing. And it's just so, again, I'm going to use the word mind-boggling, that this film reviewer seems to not have been able to pick up on any of that. Like, that's insane to me. <laughs> and I, I wonder if it's because, like, it is set in, like, a more realistic, like, time and setting and everything. Because, like, I feel like that wasn't the case when, like, Raya came out, right? People were just like, oh, it's this fantastical place or whatever. But, like, right. because it's more set in, like, a realistic yeah. society, maybe people were just like, oh, like, yeah, I don't identify with this. Um, even, I mean, like, to be fair... Like, at first, when I watched the trailer, I was like, oh, I don't know what this is about. Like, it was, like, the very, uh-huh. like, early teasers. But then, like, I'm still, I'm going to watch it. Like, and I I think it's really right. sad it that, like, at, I was telling David this, too, that at, um, at one point, I just kind of was like, oh, I guess that makes sense. Because, like, yeah, um, you know, he isn't, like, an Asian uh, girl mm. so I guess that makes sense why he wouldn't like be uh, he wouldn't want to watch the film or isn't in, in, interested in it but then I was like that's literally like me enabling this to ha- continue and like that's mm. 
that's sad that I ha- I feel that way, that this is, that's a norm. Like you can almost empathize with the fact that people don't, can't see a perspective that, you know, is, is very close to your own or like, you know, seeing that from that angle. Yeah. And that it's probably, it's probably been perpetuated from, for like our entire lives. And we are just right. like, okay with it because we have been okay with it for our mm-hmm. whole lives. Like that people are not going to identify with this story because yeah, yeah, that it's sad, but um, yeah, it is definitely sad. And it's interesting when you mentioned sort of the, the modern aspect of it, like mm-hmm. it's, it's, <laughs> it is depressing now thinking about it being like, people cannot see humanity in, in Asian. And we can go, this extends far beyond this film, but like mm-hmm. the idea that, Asian people and how unique and special they are and all of that, like they can't be taken seriously or seen as humans and people in a, in a modern sense when like, you know, like you said, Raya or say Mulan, right. Those more fantastical or sort of like quote unquote ancient or whatever, like those are sort of like Mm. our only, permissible sort of like representation when it comes to like us existing as you know asians and yeah you know things like that like that's that's yeah very like depressing to think about (laughs) you know what was so sad was and like exciting but sad was that i went to disney and i got i told david that Mm. but um i got the hats the little baseball caps that they were selling to all of the the kids in the movie the baseball caps with the ears, oh, mm-hmm. with the yeah, with yeah, the yeah. red panda ears and everything. Trying to trying to raise the money for the for the concert. Yeah, I got that hat from Disney, and I was super excited oh. about it. But um, <laughs> Kurt has this photo of me where I'm literally carrying like every turning red piece of merchandise because I wanted it all because they had like udon bowls and a pillow and everything so cute. But um, I was kind of sad because I was so excited about it. I was like, this is the first time I feel like. I can buy mm. like merchandise of something that is yeah like related to me being like Asian or Chinese like everything yeah. else was literally Mulan in the entire park right or like right. Raya but like mm-hmm. not that much because it's still relatively new or like even Shang-Chi right like this fantastical element yeah like, but like there needs to be like yeah. It was just kind yeah. of like, I didn't, oh, I keep forgetting about Shang-Chi, but yeah, like I still was like super excited to feel like, oh, I can buy a piece of merchandise that I feel mm-hmm. like represented is represented yeah. um, of me. And that's like in the park. That's cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I love, <laughs> I, I think overall, I think our overall consensus consensus is that we love the movie. We love, you definitely should yes. check it. I mean, no, you shouldn't have listened to this if you haven't seen it yet. So <laughs> check it out again. I'm glad you, yeah, watch, watch it. it again. Oh, there's so many Easter eggs too. That's something you guys mm. should look into because there's so many Pixar Easter eggs. Did you see like the clouds in the sky were like the Toy Story clouds? Oh no! Yeah, Fun. they had a bow reference. I mean, they had a plenty of bow references. Um, <laughs> there was a lot. So yeah, look up lot. like the YouTube like Easter egg videos because um, it's it's really cool. Oh, I love those. Yeah. I guess 
on to the topic of of Disney and and controversy and representation. Um, there is a a bonus topic that we wanted to to talk about today, which um, if you guys hadn't heard about the whole Florida don't say gay bill. Um, there's been this whole controversy with Disney about that because of the fact that this don't say gay bill, um, the, the members of the legislator, like Florida or the the, the people who like basically Mm -hmm. put this bill into passing were all like Mm -hmm. supported financially by Disney. Um, like every single one of them, I think. And, um, it's been a huge deal because like all of the, all of obviously the employees, people who work for Disney are pissed about it. Mm-hmm. People who indulge in Disney content and anything, literally everyone yeah. in the world, because everyone like Disney owns like <laughs> half the world is in, is going to be upset about this. Right. So, um, there've been, um, walkouts by the employees. Um, there's been a whole like social media storm about this. Um, Kurt was able to uh, post a little blurb about it too. Oh yeah, I I saw that. People are pissed and like rightly so because um, I think it's always been we've always known that Disney's a shitty corporate company as much as mm-hmm. we love like the magic behind it and everything. Yeah, but um, especially with the CEO, the way he responded was like terribly, like being like oh, like, we're gonna... The first thing that he said was, we're gonna support the gays through our... He didn't say the gays, but, like, um, he was (laughs) like, we're gonna support you guys with our content and with our our characters and the stories. And they're like, what content? What stories? Like, tell us one LGBT-focused, like, film besides a short called Out that you guys had put out. Like, (laughs) there's nothing. And then they're like, oh, our characters. And they're like, you mean, like, LeFou and the live action Beauty and the Beast who danced with another man mm-hmm. in the background of one tiny second of a scene. Right. Um, so it's like, no, you haven't been supporting the gay community through content. And um, whenever they are selling their pride merchandise, it's not pride, it's rainbow. So everything that you see at, at, in the parks, it's all rainbow color tumbler, rainbow this. But it's mm, yeah. they do like... I think donate some of the proceeds to um, like the Trevor project, but still it's like, they're just kind of beating around the bush all the time because they want to appease both sides. They don't want to rock the boat. They don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is like a problem with every corporation. But like you mentioned, I think Disney people get on Disney about it because they are a very one. They're everywhere. Mm -hmm. And I think too, that like, there's this there's this expectation for a very open and kind of like a company that says that they are very like uh outwardly you know very accepting and you know they put other they put other messages out there when it comes to sort of acceptance and um sort of living your authentic self and all of that stuff but when it comes to putting their literal money where their mouth is it's actually like not a great uh, <laughs> scenario. And all of those, um, like even Pixar uh, and uh, Pixar employees who talked about how they had 
prominently featured gay storylines, gay characters in Mm -hmm. their films and how Disney told them to take them out. To take Um, it out or, you know, yeah, to straight up take it out or just sort of like allude to it a little bit and not actually have it. Yeah. They even, I mean, I think they just talked about how in the new Buzz Lightyear film that they, there's a scene where there's like a male, uh, male, kissing another male or something like that and they reinstated it after this all happened and right. it's like but that pisses me off that it was reinstated like why wasn't it just there in the first place uh-huh. and it's not even like yeah. Buzz Lightyear it's like some other character in the film <laughs> we want to see Buzz kiss someone an a- a hot <laughs> gay alien yeah <laughs> um, yeah that's super depressing um, and then also like sort of as a as a way to appease all of this sort of up, up, uh, you know, upset employees and all of this sort of outrage going on. Like I think Chapek even announced like, don't say his name. He who must not be oh, named. Oh, he who should not be named. Yeah. Um, said that they were willing to pledge. Like, I think it was what? 5 million or something to the human rights campaign. Don't. And yeah. they, yeah. And they were fully like, Oh, we actually don't want your money. <laughs> They rejected you the donation. Oh my god, right. so fucking Which is good. Very and then yeah, iconic. Did you see how like Disney responded and they're like, "We're we were taken aback, but like we're gonna do our best to like blah blah blah," and we're like, "Fuck you." Oof, my god, yeah. So that's kind of the the on ongoing. I mean, it's very like tied to obviously the 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 bill and legislation that has you know been passed in both. I think. The House and the Senate this of, of Florida. So I, we felt it was a very timely sort of topic to, to discuss when it comes to Disney. But I think this is always an issue when it comes to, you know, not only now when it comes to Disney, but also other companies that are, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then also, too, I mean, like, this is not the only uh, sort of like piece of legislation going through that's like kind of targeting sort of the lgbt community especially like when it comes to like lgbtqia youth like there's a ton of trans bills that are anti-trans that Mm -hmm. are like going through all of these sort of like these different states right legislatures yeah and it's kind of scary to see that yeah that that this is now the new battleground when it comes to instilling very religious far right you know like mm-hmm. kind of ideology and it's it's really sad to think that like we've tried to make so many so much progress when it comes to sort of acceptance and all of this stuff and then now this is the way that the right feels that they can kind of like go about it it's yeah it's really really depressing like the i think it's been summed up really really well like by people who say like you know we're not trying to turn your straight kids gay or whatever like we're really just trying to have our LGBT youth like literally survive. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's the thing. And it's so it's, it's, it sucks like constantly like trying to convince people of, of your humanity and you know, all of that stuff. And I mean, I think it just goes to show how these people are just trying to attack like who they think are like the weakest link that they can get to. Right. They're like, Oh, well you can't, these kids aren't, they can't defend themselves because right, they're, yeah, they're just kids. Or the same yeah. thing with, like, people who are, like, unable to visit their significant others in hospital. Like, things like that. Like, 
those kind of issues are just I think it's they're like trying to target people who they feel like can't Mm -hmm. defend themselves as much it's shitty so if you guys see all this um, news about the whole like Disney don't say gay bill stuff like definitely um, you know voice voice your opinions about it make your voice heard and um, I mean it's hard to just like boycott Disney because it's like literally everything Um, and I don't think that's fair also to like the creators of Pixar films and yeah that's the tricky part of it too is that like this isn't coming from like Disney as an entire organization right Mm -hmm. it's just sort of like how the leadership is choosing to support or you know right whatever um certain causes or or lawmakers and stuff like that when when literally there's like hordes of their employees like walking out (laughs) there's a hordes of disney gays just like (laughs) (laughs) no for for sure that sucks yeah well hopefully they will follow through with all of their everything they're saying i've heard that like they're i mean kurt got like a shit ton of like messages from like the president of disneyland and the president of the disney parks and like every single person has sent out something saying how supportive they are of the LGBTQ community and how they want to like instigate more change or whatever but it's like Mm -hmm. we'll see like time will only tell so um but on on that note Hopefully the f- on that super fun note. Yeah, just kidding. Hopefully the future is looking brighter. Hopefully, um, Russia will just stop attacking Ukraine. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully the gays will be able to say gay again. Um, but um, yeah, it's been it's been a rough <laughs> month. We've been through a lot. The world has been through a lot. Yeah. And you think like, oh, my God, we're like coming out of COVID or like it's starting to feel whatever, like Mm -hmm. a little more normal. Mm -hmm. Just the world throwing another another curveball at us. So, yeah, (laughs) we got it, world. We got it. We 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 just got to unleash our red pandas. (laughs) Oh, wait, Peter, question. What would you like use to like encapsulate? <gasps> yes. Ooh, I love that. That's also thought. something that I love too in the film is that like every every person had their own personal like way of, you know, continuing. taming their beast, their red panda. Yes. Um, I don't know. Like I love that the grandma had the four town thing. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> That was funny. I um, would. I don't know because, like, I wouldn't want to keep it in something. But I, I like the Tamagotchi idea. I like what her mom that did. That was cute. Yeah, that was cute. That was funny. I'm like, I would probably want it as a Tamagotchi so I could feed it and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, take care of it. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, Tamagotchi. I thought you were gonna be like, oh my god, Tuss. Like, I gotta feed Tuss. Like. 
Oh yeah, he's been fed. He's he's eaten before I did. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, David, you're literally because <laughs> he like, would have been meowing. It's, it's like ten forty, and David still hasn't eaten dinner. It's ten forty at night. I'll eat after. I'll eat after this episode. Wait, what are you? What would you put your red panda in? Um, that's a good question. I guess it would have to be something I wouldn't like lose, and I feel like I'm pretty good at like not. I haven't lost it yet. Thank God, but like probably like my wedding ring is that like stupid? No, I would I would say yeah. that too. Yeah, or like I don't know. You know what would be cute? Like putting it on in my Apple Watch and then like being able to feed it on my Apple Watch and stuff. Ooh, you know, like, like a Red idea. Panda app. Or yeah, something. cute. <laughs> I would do that. Well, we will. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. We hope you guys. Um, you guys can tell us what you would put your red pandas in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we would love to hear it. Um, don't forget to uh, swab for Karen, please. Um, follow. Oh, yeah. We'll put all the info in the, like, the, in the episode description. Yeah. So. Definitely follow um, at swab for Karen. Mm-hmm. Um, and also you can hashtag uh, be the match right and you can also there's also yeah, you can like do a, be the match also swap for karen yeah. yeah there's just like yeah we'll find we'll find anything that you guys yeah. <laughs> post if you guys if you guys swap yeah all right well we'll see you guys next time on on our next episode with several more film reckon or <laughs> several more tv show recommendations <laughs> I'll try to whittle them down slowly but surely. One per <laughs> one per month. Yeah. That seems doable. I can do that. Alright. We love you guys. We'll see you soon. Right. Bye. Bye. known as acute lymphos oh we're gonna do that <laughs> we're gonna redo that <laughs> okay good. Just- <laughs> you got it you got it you okay got it. i'm not gonna do the wait just yeah. practice it acute okay lymphos oh my god why can i why can i obviously not read this lymphos yeah yeah Cytic. lymphocytic leukemia yeah lymphocytic leukemia also, okay. now I'm trying to figure out where I could, like, pick it I up. was about to call her Corinne. Lintho. And I'm so <laughs> glad that you said it because I was surprised. Not, I not for Karen. Yeah. You know what I thought about? Yeah. I don't think I've ever, like, said it out loud, like, on, you yeah. know, when I share it. Because I literally, in my head, yeah. every time it's like, hashtag swap for Corinne. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. Yes, have for Corinne. Um. <laughs>